Welcome back to Mama's Mission Mama. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's such a blessing to have you here. You could be doing whatever you wanted to at the moment, but you're choosing to let me enter your airwaves. And that's a real blessing. I want to thank you so much. Today we have Katie Trent with me and I seriously got so blessed from this conversation, seriously blessed and I know you will be too. Katie is a mama, she's an author, she's a discipleship warrior and she had some amazing tips and tricks to share with me which we're sharing with you. We unpack what discipleship is and then she gets into the nitty gritty of how you can actually do it without actually adding anything extra to your schedule. She just makes it sound so easy, which it is, Mama, and so achievable. Basically, she talks about how we can infuse discipleship into our everyday, and I loved her tips. I was super inspired, and I know you will be too. So I hope that you're blessed with this discussion, and thanks for listening. Hey, friend, welcome to Mama's Mission. Here we unpack the mission of discipling your kids into a real and loving relationship with God. I'm Deb, and I'd like you to think of me as your spirit stirrer. Is that even a thing? It is now. I want to stir your spirit up and inspire you to get intentional about discipleship. Mama, your role is more than making snacks and nagging. I mean, encouraging your kids. There's a greater purpose you need to work towards, and that's leading your tribe to know and love God. If you're ready to ditch your overwhelmed, discouraged attitude and get more clarity and inspiration on raising Jesus-loving kids, this podcast is for you. So grab a coffee and maybe a sneaky treat, kick back and get ready to be inspired. Thank you so much, Katie, for joining us here at Mama's Mission. We are, well, I am so excited for our interview today. Could we start with you sharing with the listeners a little bit about you and your story? Yeah, so my name's Katie. I have two kids. My daughter is 10 and my son's seven. My husband and I were originally from Idaho, and we have traveled from Idaho to Arizona to South Carolina, just going where God calls us to go. We've been in ministry for so many years and church planting and missions and everything you can think of. And The last seven years of our life, we've been dedicated to homeschooling our kids, and that has been a real passion that we have. And during that time, I started writing books and really feeling a burden to equip other parents with how to intentionally disciple their kids in fun and meaningful and memorable ways. And so that's how I spend my days is homeschooling and raising my kids and helping others. So I love to bake. I can't cook to save my life. And (laughs) that about sums me up, I think. Oh, we're so on the same wavelength. Just that whole line there, intentionally discipling your children. Like that's my heart. That's what God has given me a calling for, which is exciting. So I am super, super excited to pick your brain and hear a little bit more about um, what you have to share. So obviously, discipleship is something you're passionate about. Why is it important for us to actually be intentional about discipling as parents? Yeah, so I think whether you homeschool your kids or not, the reality is is that we can easily get caught up in the day-to-day living and forget to be intentional in what we're doing. And before we know it, those 18 years, those 18 summers, those 
brief times that we have with our kids suddenly are gone. And we realize there was so much more that we wanted to pour into them. And now that more than ever in our media age, we see they're, they're being bombarded every day in every way with so many messages that are contrary to the kingdom of God, that if we aren't being just as focused and just as intentional in equipping and raising our kids, then we're they're not prepared for what they need to do. And we see more than ever that a generation has got to rise up and say, no more, we're going to take back this territory, we're going to fight for the kingdom of God. And so that takes us really being intentional as parents and saying, we need to ready them for the battle that they're about to face and really are facing. I mean, not even about, right? Are facing. So true. So true. Just got to look at the media these days and it's pretty scary. Um, With your, you know, your heart for discipleship, is this something that you have, you know, you're on the same wavelength as your husband, I'm assuming. Is, Is this something that you have, grown into or is this something that you always had a passion for yeah so we i actually was not raised in the church my parents came from two very different faith backgrounds um one came from mormonism and one came from catholicism and so growing up i didn't really know like was god real if he's real what is truth and i had such a hunger and a heart to know what that was and so as i came into adulthood and started I met my husband, I call him my 20th birthday present. We met in college on my birthday and he came back from, you know, his family went to church. His dad was a pastor at one time, but he kind of had like all the religion, but none of the relationship. And so he turned away from God in his teenage years. So when we met, neither of us had a relationship with the Lord. And when we got married, in fact, neither of us were serving the Lord. I had just recently given my life to God, but my husband wasn't ready to turn away from the things that he was doing in his life. And so it wasn't until 2007 that we actually both gave our hearts to the Lord. And we were pretty immediately put into ministry. Actually, we had wonderful pastors who discipled us, recognized the call of God on our lives. And so we began in ministry from that time. And as I was working with youth, both, I have a mental health background. So at that time I was doing social work and juvenile justice system. And then we were doing youth ministry. So I was seeing all of these teens that were just struggling and I didn't know how to equip them and make it stick. Right. And so, you know, parent after parent and child after child that we encountered, it became clear that something was missing. And if you look at the statistics, you know, I think they say two thirds or more of kids raised in Christian homes are leaving the faith as adults. And so I think from that beginning, there was such a burden in my heart to see that something had to be done different. And that began that pursuit. And as we moved in ministry, we encountered more families. I actually got a degree in counseling and spent a number of years working with children, families, and teens. And so through it all, God just really put a burden on my heart that we needed to be intentional. We needed to identify that each child is unique and really help them to discover who they are and what their passions are and how they can use those things to build the kingdom of God. And so it was really a journey that took us along that path. And I would say my husband and I are both passionate. We've gone through different stages and seasons where we have our focuses differently, but the core heartbeat of building strong families has always been a burden for us since giving our lives to the Lord. Wow. What a journey. That's amazing how you didn't really come from a Christian family per se, but look at where you are now. This is amazing. It just shows you what God can do, right? It doesn't matter whether you were raised in church, 
whether your kids are teenagers as you're listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking, oh man, I've blown it, or whether you're just starting out with babies, God can do so much when we just surrender our life to him. That's so encouraging, actually. You're right. I mean, obviously it's really important that um, we want to we want to utilize these younger years if we've got them. But you're so right; it doesn't mean that you give up if you've you've got teenagers and you think I've totally missed the mark here, um, or missed the boat. But you haven't, and you're right. God is a God of impossibles, and yeah, it's such encouragement. That's so cool. Um, you've I've done a bit of sleuthing. And you've got a course about family discipleship. And one part of that is creating a clear discipleship, a discipleship roadmap. Can you unpack what that is? And without giving away all your secrets, how you would craft one? Yeah, so I think the first thing is recognizing that we, when we go into this discipleship, we hear that discipleship is important, but nobody tells us how to do it, right? Nobody yeah. says like, here's what you do A to Z, and you can read a thousand books and you can see all the things on Instagram and social media and just feel more confused and unsure about what to do. And so the discipleship roadmap is really kind of a clear cut path of saying, I'm going to start actually with me as the parent or parents and say, what do I believe and why? And I help unpack like, that because oftentimes we don't even really know what we believe. Maybe we go to a church, but we're not even sure what they believe. And so it mm. walks you through that identifying, what do I believe? What's important to me? And why is it important? And then what is my heart? What is my mission? What is my vision? What are my values that I want to instill in my kids? And then also, where am I at on my own personal faith journey? Because we get to this place and we forget to look back sometimes, but if we'll take the time to spend with God and really remember where we were and where we are now, we can give our kids these beautiful stones of remembrance to say, God has been so faithful in my life and he will do even more for you as you go on this journey. And so it starts with that kind of self-discovery. And then we look at everything from, you know, starting out with worship, we were created to worship. And so what does that mean? And how do we have a lifestyle of worship that doesn't just mean we sing three songs at a church service, but mm. how does our life worship God? And how do we discover more about God through his creation? And that's one of the things, especially with littles, but all ages that as we start to pay attention to the world around us, we discover more about the nature of God, we discover more about who he is and his love for us. And so that's a big part of it. And we move into prayer and how do we cultivate a lifestyle of prayer? How do we learn to talk to Jesus? Cause that doesn't come naturally. Right. Mm -hmm. And also how to listen, how do we build that in our kids in a way that makes sense? And then moving into how do we study the Bible? What does that mean? And how do we bring the Bible to life? And that's really one of my big passions is for us to help our kids understand that the Bible has a solution for every problem we face. And so my heart is for my kids to turn to the Bible before they turn to anything else. And so teaching your kids, like, how do we do that in a very strategic way? And then moving on to realizing that all of discipleship is relationship. And so if we're not simultaneously working on teaching our kids about God and building a strong and healthy heart-to-heart -heart connection with them ourselves, then we're not going to be effective because either they'll feel like we shoved religion down their face, right? But lived yeah. something contrary, or they don't trust us or know us or see us living it out in a way that says, wow, this is real because I see it in my parents. I want to emulate that. So how do we build those moments with our kids? And 
times where we can look back and our faith is very connected to beautiful, happy memories with our family. Those are things that stick. So even if the world throws other things at them, if our kids can look back and say, I remember when we prayed and that person was healed. And I remember when we were in this situation and God moved that mountain. And I remember these amazing times that we had together as a family. Those are the things that become real for them and empower them to stand firm on their faith, even if people are throwing craziness at them. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I love the whole journey. Like it's not just a, like you've created a plan, but then it's so much more than that. Is this something that you cultivate together as a family or would you do the initial plan with your husband and then kind of involve the children after that? How would that look? Yeah. So in the course, we actually start with you and your husband, if you're on the same page and oftentimes they're not right. So many people have unbelieving husbands or you're just at different places in your journey. And so we talk about how to do that in an honoring way, regardless of where you guys are at and help you to move toward being on that same page. And so it starts with you guys and coming up with a plan and having that same vision, right? Because if you haven't clearly defined the vision where there's no vision, the people perish, right? The Bible tells us. And so if we don't have that clear vision, then we're not on the same page to move forward. And then as you move forward, you involve your kids and it's daily little moments of discovery. So the course equips you as the parent to do those things in just a few minutes in a day. This is amazing because this is something that I think all parents, like all believing parents need. So important because you're so right. Going back to what you were saying earlier, we can talk about discipleship and how it's really important. And then a lot of people are kind of like, and so what do we do from there? <laughs> what what does this look like? What is even dis- discipleship? You know, some people are really struggling with that concept. So this course sounds really awesome for, you know, just a beginner really and just to really get into it and get intentional with discipleship in your family. That's so amazing. For the mama who's unsure of where to even start with discipling their kids. So just as I was talking about before, you know, we're kind of like, this is a good idea. And how do we actually do it? What would you suggest So I would say first start at looking at what are you doing right now and where are you at? You know, we had a pastor when we first started out in youth ministry. My husband had only read the book of Matthew and not even the whole book. He was just starting out, right? I was a baby Christian and he was asked to take over a Bible study. And he said, I can't teach these youth this Bible study. I've only read Matthew. And the pastor said, well, then start in Matthew. And that advice has really stuck with us. So wherever you're at, wherever you are on your own personal faith journey, you want to start there. So if you've read one scripture, start by teaching your kids that one scripture. If you are really good about praying for your kids before bedtime, start there. So one of the things I encourage people to do is look at their daily rhythms and routines. What are they already doing? And then build slowly into that. For example, Maybe your kids are really good at brushing their teeth every night. Maybe you take that time when they're brushing their teeth to have them listen to worship or where you're reading a scripture or devotion to them, or um, you're taking time along with that to pray in the bathroom. You're looking for things where you already have a routine and building discipleship into those routines because then you're not trying to start something new. Because as we all know, it is very hard to start a new habit and be consistent with it. But if you always eat dinner together, 
that's a great time to start around the table. Maybe you're talking about things you're grateful for or ways that you saw God move in that day, things that you're thankful for. You might be talking about, you know, reading a devotion at the dinner table or praying for people around the dinner table. So it's looking for just those little moments to start taking one step at a time. It's the same thing if you've heard the concept of how do you eat an elephant <laughs> one bite at a time. It's yeah, I love thing. that. Yeah, it's the same thing with discipleship. Just start where you are and move one step at a time each day. You'd be amazed when you look back to see how much those little discipleship moments really grow. And you can build that intentionality as you build in those daily habits. That's a really great, well, great tips there. I so agree with you. Just to delve a little bit deeper into your home, what does... Could you give us some examples on how you will you are intentionally discipling your children? Yeah, that's great question. And really, I wish you could see me in the everyday because oftentimes when people see the books that I write and the courses that I'm doing, and you know, we've been in ministry, they assume that we're super spiritual all the time, <laughs> right? Like we're oh, walking yeah. on water. Let me tell you, my friend, we are not. <laughs> we struggle every day. There are days where we don't do a devotion or where we read the Bible. Like we have for us, one thing we do is my kids, I read to them a devotion and pray for them each night separately in their rooms. And sometimes for my daughter, whether it's because dad went in and prayed for her or something happened, sometimes we're reading two or three daily devotions to catch up, you know, or whatever. And most time, most devotions, you don't have to do that. The one that we're reading right now, it has like the day, like it's May 19th. And so she's like, mom, this says May 19th and it's May 29th. <laughs> she wants to catch up. So yeah. most devotions, you just read one, don't read. But I would say, so we wake up in the morning and if it's a homeschool day, we start out by my daughter uh, actually cooks our breakfast. And so she will cook breakfast while I read out of our Bible. And then I start our other read alouds. And so we're talking about Jesus to start that day off. And then we're doing our homeschool and different moments throughout the day. I like to call them teachable moments, but they're the moments where you want to pull your hair out. Usually as a mom, like that's a good indicator. It's time for a teachable moment Yeah, is, you know, you're, the kids are fighting or they're resisting their schoolwork or there's, you know, some meltdown. It's those moments that are really frustrating that if we'll just pause and say, okay, what can I teach my kid about this in this moment and take, you know, one to five minutes. Usually you don't have to do anything super huge, but just pausing and saying, okay, what does the Bible say about this? And if you're saying, well, Katie, I don't know what the Bible says about sibling rivalry or disobedience or whatever, that's okay. You can say, you know what, let's look in the Bible and show your kids how to go to the back of the Bible and look up the word disobedience or disobey or whatever. And so it's just taking those moments and moving forward and saying, God is in everything. Or if they're struggling, like, you know, somebody gets a boo-boo or something happens, taking the time to pray right there instead of being like, oh, well, you'll be fine. You know, just looking for ways to show them that Jesus wants to be an active part of their life. Um, taking time, you know, we'll worship. Oftentimes we'll take what I call a praise party break where, you know, we'll just put on the worship music and dance and sing for a few minutes in between and then move on to another subject. Um, that can help us to refocus or 
um, you know, we'll go out in the community and serve in some way, or maybe we're taking a, you know, just a walk because we're walking our dog and we're talking about, isn't God amazing? Look at the beautiful sky. Look at how many animals and insects are around and all the different types of birds or, you know, different things like that, where you're just looking to say, how do I see my creator throughout my day? And then going, you know, at dinner time, having conversations, we like to talk about something God did in the day or a way we saw him move or how we were able to be salt and light in the earth that day. Um, and then, you know, dinner time ends. Usually we're doing something, whether it's watching TV or something as a family, you know, maybe we pull God into that. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just at bedtime that we take that time. But I always try to have my kids end their day thinking about one amazing thing that God did. Um, I know parents will sometimes do a high or a low, but I really feel like if you focus just on the good things, then as they're going to sleep, those are the things that they're remembering instead of reflecting back on the negatives of the day. So we take that time with the devotions and prayer in the evening. And I mean, that's for the most part, days vary, but that's kind of how we do it in the day to day. My kids have like Bible apps on their phone or they'll spend their own time. Now that they're older, they didn't when they were younger, but reading the Bible for a few minutes each day. That is amazing. I love that you, you know, you fit it in a lot during the day and it just sounds really authentic as well. It's not something forced. It's just natural. And, you know, as you were talking earlier, we do want our faith to be authentic, don't we? We want to kind of practice what we preach to our children and that's basically what you're doing, which is so cool. Is this, um, could you share what your faith, like obviously, obviously we need to, um, as I say, practice what we preach and we can't just enforce all of this on our children. What does your quiet time or what does your time with the Lord look like? Because I think that's really important. And I think sometimes as mamas, we, forget that and it's always all about the children and we've got to teach you all about God and all of this kind of stuff but on the sideline it's kind of like oh I didn't get time today or I didn't make the time so what does that actually look like for you sure well and again my kids are older now being 10 and 7 they're a little bit more independent so when they were younger it was different right so for mamas listening that have littles first off I want to say quiet time is a myth and that is okay it is okay if you do not have 30 minutes of uninterrupted quiet time. I know I would like try and get up early and my kids would get up earlier. And, you know, like it was like they were always interrupting and it felt like an interruption until the Lord really showed me that they were the mandate. And so them being up, I started reading the Bible aloud to them, even just my version, you know, instead of like the children's Bible stories or things that I would normally read to them because that was my time. So if they came during then, then. I would just read to them from my Bible. Um, I like to start when I can in the day with reading the Bible. Oftentimes, though, like if I'm writing a book, sometimes it's just a few minutes spending with God, and then I'm trying to get writing done before they get up. For me, I find that it's throughout the day. So I have a Bible app on my phone. I have Bibles in just about probably every room in the house, um, <laughs> in my car, you know, different things. I like to read from different translations. And so it might be that, you know, we're sitting there and they're watching a show. I might pull out my Bible and tell her and read along with them while they're doing something, or we have worship music on and we're all reading from the Bible. 
Um, and then just, you know, Bible apps on my phone. I love the version Bible app. So I have plans where I'm reading through the Bible in a year there and then studying later on in the day. But for me too, it's really like I talk to Jesus throughout the day. When I, if I'm on Facebook, let's say, and I see something, I'm praying for people constantly as different needs are popping up into my feed. I'm seeking wisdom and direction so that I don't strangle my kids when <laughs> I'm frustrated and overwhelmed with them, you know, with homeschool or whatever it might be, or, you know, the 50th time that I've asked them to pick up all the toys in their room. And so it's trying to just cultivate that lifestyle. So they see it too, um, teaching them how I have to ask for forgiveness if I lose my cool and spending time with the Lord. I love to read more than I listen to sermons. I like podcasts. I distracted. So unless I'm like coloring or something, I tend to lose my train of thought, but I like to spend time growing and listening to sermons and podcasts. Worship music is always playing. That's the only thing that we play in our home, in our car, our dog, you know, our dog gets worship music when we leave <laughs> throughout the day, <laughs> we kennel our dog. I mean, it's just like just saturating and permeating the house with worship and keeping that focus on God throughout the day is something that's important to our family. So that's amazing. I love that. And it, it wasn't just a because I was just expecting your answer to be like a this is how I spend my first half an hour in the morning, but it's not like that at all. It's as we were just discussing, it's authentic. It's throughout your every day. It's not just I think as Christians, a lot of the time we like to put God in a box. And you can fit in in my morning time when it's nice and quiet. And then when, as you know, real life happens and everything gets all chaotic with kids and whatnot, that's when I'll put you to the side. But that's not what it's about at all, is it? It's walking alongside with them. Yeah, and we're in such an incredible age. We're so fortunate to have the opportunities we have with media to be able to grow our faith. You know, when we're in the car, there are great like audio immersive experiences of the Bible that we can listen to in the car where they're enjoying that. And we can put on worship. We can listen to a podcast. We can watch a church service from another church or our church or whatever. But really, you know, and there's YouTube has so many things where we can watch memorizing Bible verses my kids love, you know, where they're able to sing and dance and learn the Bible that way. So, I mean, there's so many opportunities at our fingertips that we really have no excuse not to saturate our lives with those things so that our kids can grow their faith. Yeah, I would completely agree with you there. I think we're basically just soul sisters because everything you say is so what I is so what I love talking about to my audience. It's amazing. I and your course looks amazing. It's something that I would love to go through with my husband and children as well. So thank you so much for sharing with our audience at Mama's Mission. We are so privileged and blessed to hear from you. Are you able to tell the listeners a little bit more about where they can find out some more about you? Absolutely. They can go to katiejtrent.com and that's where you'll find my course. I have an online community for 
mamas as well. If you're just looking for something simple um, without all the busyness, you can find clarity. So we have like a monthly theme. So we're all moving forward in our faith together. The month of June, for example, is all about making it the best summer ever and really being intentional and building beautiful moments with our kids. So we have the online membership. We do little challenges and have discussions and one monthly resource. So it's very simple. You're not overwhelmed by all the things, but we have that. And my books you can find on there as well. I write fun, interactive devotionals for moms so that they can build their faith. And, you know, if you're saying, I don't know what to do about anger, or I don't know how to build biblical character. I don't know how to do this. Then I provide those fun, easy, and memorable ways to do that in my books. So you'll find all of it there on my website and I'm on social media as well. Thank you so much, Katie. It's such a privilege to speak to you and for you to share with the audience, such a wealth of knowledge. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's truly my privilege. Thanks for listening to Mama's Mission. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks, guys. Hey, Mama. I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. Or better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. Be blessed, Mama.